Well, welcome back to the When I Heard This Podcast. My name is Renate Robinsoff, and I'm here with Joseph Tillman. Joseph, or again, really? <laughs> again, and my head's still swimming from the last one, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I don't... We'll see where this goes. Apparently, we were supposed to do two of these. <laughs> it was predestined? It was. Yes. It was predestined and predetermined and final destination. <laughs> All wrapped in one? Uh-huh. Okay. And premonition and other words. <laughs> I, I don't think all that's true, but okay. Well, we are going to keep talking about this and keep going, and uh, I'm not even sure what we're talking about anymore. So uh, the first episode had a title, (laughs) and so this will be that title part two, and we're going to get started with that right now. I feel like I say this a lot, Mm -hmm. but when I was trying to write questions for this, just realized that I think about this all the time. Mm. About all these things that we're talking about all the time. So I wrote the question, did God know everything that has happened and everything that will happen and everything that is happening now? And how does he know all that? Yeah, he knows all He knows everything. Right. One more answer. (laughs) And because he's he's omniscient, in other words, he's all knowing. It's who he is as God. Does God know all of his own actions that he is going to take for the rest of time? Yes. If God knows everything that will happen, then why doesn't he stop the bad stuff? Yeah. And and the answer is because people have free will and they can do bad stuff and God can't take that away from them because he is, we are in his likeness. Mm -hmm. And so, which has to be that way. Okay. So there's a question. Mm -hmm. Why do we, why did we have to be in his likeness? Why didn't he create minions? Yeah, I mean, he could, he could have, right? But that's not what he chose to do, okay? Right, and so, and even like, so for example, there's a distinction between us and the rest of creation, right? right. Between humanity and animals, mm-hmm. right? The animal kingdom, like, there's a difference, right? And so, he wasn't God wasn't looking to just have minions or just have more creation out there. Like, he was actually desiring to create beings that would be reflective of his image and nature so that he could actually have a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Now, to be clear, he doesn't need us. He didn't need humanity. Mm-hmm. It was purely a, a want and a desire to. And it was in, so it wasn't like he needed to. He just, he chose to. Does God ever make something happen that he doesn't want to happen? Say it's not a bad thing. It's mm-hmm. just a neutral thing. Okay. Well, I mean, God does have to do things that he doesn't necessarily, that's not, that would not be his ultimate desire. Okay. All right. So for example, you know, angels, another one of his creation, when, you know, we read scripturally about how, you know, a a group of angels rebelled against God Mm -hmm. and he had to throw them out of heaven. Okay. Was that what he wanted to do? Is that was that ultimately his desire? Mm-hmm. No, I mean ultimately he would have never wanted them to have rebelled, but because they did, he had to remove them okay. from him, right? And and because of his holiness, and same thing with humanity. Like 
So it's really clear in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, where Paul writes to Timothy, this is good and it pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So God's desire, what he wants, is for everyone to be saved. Mm-hmm. Okay? and But that is not ultimately what happens. Um, because even though he wants everyone to be saved, because he's given free will, then he's allowing individuals to say, nope, not interested, right, in, in you, God. Um, not interested in following you, not interested in worshiping you, not interested in believing in you. I'm going to go my own way, thanks. Mm. And so, therefore, when it comes to the judgment at the end of the day, at the end of time, like he will judge them with eternal separation from himself. And no, that's not what he wanted. He wants everyone to come to a knowledge of the truth, right? Mm. For everyone to be saved. But that's not always what happens. And I've heard someone say, well, if God does not always get what he wants, then is he really God? And they've used that argument to say, well, God must always get what he wants because he's God. But that's again, that's not the way it plays out. Yes, God is loving. And yes, God is generous and kind and and. But God also is honoring of us in the sense of an honoring of his creation in the sense that because we have been created in free will, he's going to honor the decisions that we make. And so, no, God does not always get what he wants. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Can I pray hard enough and get God to stop doing a thing that he predetermined will happen at the beginning of time? No. But, but, can I interject with this? Mm-hmm. So not from what he predetermined, right? Like In other words, I can't change the fact that Jesus is going to come back, right? That's going to happen. Okay. New creation, new earth, going to happen. Can I pray and see the kingdom of God come to earth while it's presently not here? Yes. Okay. Can I, and if I didn't pray... Would I miss at times the opportunity for the kingdom of God to come to earth as it is in heaven? Yes. So we have a so the call for us to pray is not just so that we can say that we have had a conversation with God. Mm-hmm. Prayer actually matters. Prayer actually changes things. Okay. And and so I do believe that there is an you know effectual effective power in prayer, mm-hmm. okay? Now, again, prayer does not override someone's free will, right? But prayer can create circumstances, situations that can become conducive for individuals to step into the will of God, or it can happen in the sense of, I'm praying for someone who is sick, and now they get healed mm-hmm. because I prayed for them. And where if I had not prayed for them, Maybe they would not have gotten healed. Okay. And so prayer does actually matter. Okay. Okay. So angels and Satan and demons, do they have free will? Yes. Okay. So how is that different than our free will? Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're given free will. Okay. But they're not made in the full image and likeness of God in the way that we are. So what's the difference? So angels, and mm-hmm. okay, and so when we talk about, you know, demons or Satan, most people would understand those 
beings as being fallen angels. Okay. Right. So yes, angels were created um, and they obviously have a free will because they chose to reject God mm-hmm. or some did, right? right? So some chose to reject God, but they're not made in the image and likeness of God in the way that we are in the sense of, of in the sense of a few things. One so God in his nature is triune. He's a relational being. Mm-hmm. And therefore he was made for relationship. We don't see that necessarily with angels. We don't see the fact that they were just necessarily created or made for relationship. Okay. Okay. We know that angels by default are um, genderless. They're without gender. Okay. And so. I'm non-binary, Joseph. <laughs> They're not cisgender. And <laughs> so, yeah, so they're, so angels are without gender. And so, therefore, when we see connected to the image of God in Genesis is the ability to be fruitful and to reproduce. Okay? And we do not see that in angels. They don't have the capacity to do that. Is God a gender? Is God a gender? No, God is a spirit. Okay. Yeah. But do throughout scripture, do we see that God is being referred to as he? Yes. Okay. And is he re- is he referred to as father by Jesus? Yes. Okay. Are we asked to pray to God as father? Yes. Um, but he is spirit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... So we see the ability, though, for for humanity to reproduce, okay? And then we see that humanity has been given the charge and God's likeness as well to actually have dominion over things. Okay. And those things are absent from what we see in angels. So I'm down here doing all my free will stuff, you know, free willing it up down here. (laughs) Okay. And the angels and the demons are doing their free will whatever they want to okay so god like we just talked about humans right this whole time so every question that we just talked about but uh-huh. angels and demons and satan now <laughs> okay. okay wow okay let's <laughs> turn this into demonology 101 uh so um i th- i think the way i'd want to phrase it is this angels I'll deal first with the angels that are with God. Okay. Okay. So in being with God, what we the picture we see of angels is that they are worshiping God continually. Mm-hmm. So there's a sense of continual worship before God. All right. So they're doing that out of their free will. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they're and they're absolutely captivated by who God is. So they're giving him worship. And then we also see the fact that God actually assigns angels to fulfill purposes on earth okay for the sake of humanity so for example in hebrews chapter 1 so when they get assigned something it's like a great honor out of my free will i'm going to go do that because that sounds fun also i've been in heaven the whole time <laughs> <laughs> can I just, you know, can, can I, I leave for a minute? Can I get out for a bit? <laughs> I promise I'll come back. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> no, it's not, not really the way this works. All right. All right. But no, but they have found, so angels are those that absolutely, I mean, obviously they know God as God. They worship him as God and it's their great honor to serve him. Okay. okay? And so, and it refers to angels in Hebrews chapter one, verse 14, it says, um, are they not all ministering spirits? sent out to serve those who are going to inherit salvation. And so in other words, they're actually, God sends them out to serve the people of God. Okay. Okay. And so angels, you know, are serving people of God. We see angels throughout scripture. Does he tell them exactly what to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. God's telling them what to do. Exactly. Yeah. So they don't have any free will in what they're it's just doing to us or how they're in how they're serving us. Yeah, so right. In the sense of it's think of it more as like um I think angels and demons both relate to God not in the see, we're relating to God in a relational like father child way, like parent child almost, okay, relationship. Mm-hmm. And not that we understand God as king and that he is remember there's also a a, a knowing and being known by God. All right. Okay. For angels and then demons with Satan, think of it as more of, I think of it more as like a, and I'm not saying this is completely wholeheartedly right, but I think it helps the way I think about it, the way that they are seen as um, like in a hierarchy. Okay. That is really structured, like almost like a military hierarchy, you know? Okay. And where it's very clear who the chief is, who's in command, mm-hmm. and then you're subordinate to that. And so for angels, it's very clear God is God. He is Lord, and they are they are his servants, mm-hmm. right? They are serving him. Okay. And so it's not a it's it's not near as much of a uh, familial type relationship as more of his like master and servant relationship. Okay. And the same thing with Satan and the demons, we see it set up very similarly where it's like master and servant relationship. So the servants are doing the bidding of their master. So whose life is better? Ours or angels? Whose life is better? Oh, ours. Okay. Are they jealous? Yeah. So in first Peter, Chapter 1, verse 12, it speaks about angels longing to catch a glimpse of these things. And these things referring to the fact that the Holy Spirit has been sent from heaven and now is indwelling mankind. And so when you ask, you know, whose life is better, like ours or angels, the reason I said ours, obviously, they're in heaven, so they're exterior circumstances are better, right? Right. But in terms of relationship with God and knowing God, we actually have the great privilege of not just worshiping God, because angels worship God too, but we have the, the great privilege of knowing God in an intimate way, and even to the point where God himself, as born again believers, God himself now actually lives in us. So angels are like those guys with the big hats that stand outside the royal palace that can't move and can't talk unless they're told to, and we just get to walk around and <laughs> no, I'm not screw saying... around and do whatever we want. Right? No. 
Now, I'm not saying they're just like the guys in the hats and, and are just, you know, robots, okay? Because we do. We, we said earlier they have free will. But again, I, I think this is probably a couple of things that's hard for us to fathom. They see God. Like, they're getting a, a, a glimpse of God, mm-hmm. right, 24-7, okay? And, and so they are just, they are caught up in awe of who he is, all right. Now, again, I know there were some that rebelled, that chose, they said, no, forget this, whatever. But for those that have remained, they are in awe of who God is, and they are they are glad to do his, his will, mm-hmm. his beckoning. And so it's not like they're just robots or they're just um, reluctant servants, okay? There is a gladness in the God they worship and the gladness in the God they serve. Mm-hmm. Now for Satan and demons operating with free will. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Satan leaving heaven, that was a big overarching thing. You said God has determined the big things that is going to happen, and no mm-hmm. matter how much we pray, mm-hmm. we can't stop it. So Satan leaving heaven, that was a pretty big thing. Yeah, pretty big thing. That had a lot of consequences. Correct, sure did. Throughout the history of time. Correct. So did God did predetermine that that was going to happen? No. Well, but <laughs> it doesn't make any sense anymore now. Why? Because because you said the big things God determined. Mm-hmm. So that seems like a big thing to me. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I said that God did predetermine some things, mm-hmm. right? And so that God predetermined that he would create the cosmos and the, you know, the earth and the universe, that God would indeed create humanity in his own likeness and in his own image. And that God would, you know, determine to set aside a people for himself where his Messiah would come from, that he would indeed send a Messiah. Mm-hmm. But even in the sending of the Messiah, the creating of that one, that was in that was already in mind. Because of the realities of Satan. Oh, okay. And right. so, and, and even the idea of a new creation and new earth were all in mind because the idea of fallen humanity that's due to Satan's tempting, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the great question is if Satan had never tempted Eve, mm-hmm. would she have ever chosen to eat from the fruit of that tree? Right, because Satan had free will to go tempt Eve. Mm-hmm, to do that. And then Eve had free will to to do it. Yeah, to say yes or no. Yeah. Okay. So I know and that... because God created all these beings with free will, mm-hmm. and they did that... Right. That's that. Right. And so just like the okay. fact that God didn't predetermine that Eve would sin and Adam would sin, he didn't predetermine that, but it happened. Right. And its consequences are incredibly huge and you know and grave so okay so satan and demons their hierarchy is the same just upside down <laughs> yeah well you know it's it talks about in ephesians where there's powers and principalities and and so i don't know how it's all the whole hierarchy all works mm-hmm. you know it looks like for example that there was an angel uh excuse me a demon assigned over an area of Persia, 
and at one point. Okay. We see that in the book of Daniel. And so it seems like that there is some form of hierarchy within the demonic world, mm-hmm. okay, the fallen angel world. And and so where they make, again, they've, they've made this hierarchy, Satan as their ruler or master, mm-hmm. okay? And, and then it seems like there's, you know, angels or, excuse me, fallen angels, demons that are over larger areas. And then, you know, we see the demonic activity that is just, you know, throughout scriptures, for example, when Jesus is casting out demons, we see where demons are tormenting Mm. individuals. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there seems to be some form of structured hierarchy in the demonic. What would your reaction be to the entirety of North Georgia being flooded and everyone's house being destroyed and you having to move to a completely different state Mm -hmm. because of nothing of your own doing. Right. So it's a very life altering event. Absolutely. That changes the entire course of your existence for the rest of your life. Correct. So, did God want that to happen or did Satan do that to stop something from that? You were doing good here. Ah, uh, okay. I see what you're saying. I, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Like when, as you were presenting it, I didn't think of it on either, <laughs> either of those levels. Okay. And so the way I looked at it was like, man, you know what? That's, yeah, that sucks. That's going to change a lot. It's going to change mm-hmm. where we live, where where I continue to minister, change where my kids grow up, like all of that, mm-hmm. right? And so that went through my head, and then I immediately was like, okay, but God, this did not catch you by surprise. You knew it was going to happen. I'm not saying that you determined it, God, but you knew it was going to happen, whether it was by your hand or by creation's hand. Okay, because again, creation has fallen too, and so let's say that just happens. God, I'm gonna. It's it's a it's a new direction, but your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Your ways are higher than my ways, and I will trust you in it. Okay. So I guess I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm not willing to assign blame to Satan for it. And I'm not willing to say, oh, God, you definitely the one that did this. Man, this sucks. This is a natural disaster. This is horrible. But, God, I know it didn't take you by surprise. Therefore, I know you have something for me and my family from this point going forward. And I will trust you in it. And your thought process, your that idea, Mm -hmm. everything that you just said is coming from a place of I know what. I'm supposed to be doing here on earth. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll do it somewhere else. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so for example, like, like, I, like the church I'm serving in now, like I don't foresee me leaving this church, right? Like this is where I'm at. Right. Okay. And for, for, so I'm not even thinking about anywhere else. Right. But if something happens in 10 years and God just orchestrates and does something. Okay. Right. So all I know to do is to be faithful where I'm at right now and faithful with what God's called me to do right where I'm at right now. And God, if you change that, if you move that, if you redirect me, I will trust you in it. 
Because I think with the way I have thought about this Mm -hmm. my whole life, that because I know God could just do whatever tomorrow and life can be completely different, Mm -hmm. I don't put all of myself into the good things I could be doing right now. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, and I guess... And because... I don't have any control over what Satan is trying to do either. Yeah, you do. I mean, sort of, I guess. I mean, yeah, but Satan's up to stuff, but it's not like you're just sitting there like a like like a like a chicken that's been left open in a you know, where a bunch of foxes you just come grab it anytime he wants, right? But but Job though. <laughs> but Job. Always returning to Job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So let me do but though but we are told that we're like okay we know we're in a war right we're we're in a battle that's not with flesh and blood that's with powers and principalities and the demonic that's what Ephesians chapter 6 says uh-huh. we're in a war we're in a battle okay and we have victory we win our victories through faith we win our victories through prayer we win our victories through the word of god mm-hmm. all right and so i am I guess I guess what I say to, to to both the things you said, the one on you know we have no control over what Satan's doing. I go well, no, but if if we're praying, if we're asking the Lord, you know, to you know, we, we're even praying the the model prayer, the Lord's prayer, mm-hmm. you know, from Matthew six, you know, so every day we're praying, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Every mm-hmm. day praying, God, you know, forgive me of my sins. Forgive those who have sinned against me. Every day praying, God, you know, deliver me from temptation. Mm-hmm. Deliver me from it, you know. Um, deliver me from evil, okay. And if we're if we're praying those things, then I think we are, we're are we are able to thwart the plans of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, when we are able to catch a, a, a thought and we go, no, that's contrary to God. That's contrary to His Word. I take that thought captive, and I, you know, Second Corinthians chapter ten. I take that thought captive, and I say, nope. I'm going to submit that thought under the lordship of Jesus. And I'm not saying this is. I'm making it sound pretty easy, but there's thoughts that we have sometimes that are um, contrary to the will of God for our lives, and contrary to the nature of God, and contrary to our identity in Christ. And so we take those thoughts and we say, no, those are that's that's lie. And Satan, we know, is the father of lies. That's a lie. I'm not going to receive it. This is the truth of the word of God, and I speak the truth of the word of God over my life. And therefore, that thought has no more power. So I do believe we have power over the schemes of the enemy, right? And so I don't think we're just, you know, sitting targets, just sitting ducks out there. And but then the other thing you said was that, you know, well, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And so therefore, I'm kind of scared to throw myself fully into something. Mm-hmm. And I guess I take the kind of opposite approach. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So I'm going to throw myself fully into something. And it's like, you know, okay. because, you know, the Lord tells us in Matthew chapter seven, you know, that we, you know, worrying about tomorrow does nothing for us today, right? That each day has enough worries of its own. Don't worry about tomorrow. So I cannot worry about tomorrow. What I can do today is, all right, so it's like every day you were waking up going, what can I do today to progress this kingdom? What can I do today? You know, I'm just going to throw myself into it. I don't even think about 
the what ifs. I just go, here's the day I got. So I'm going to use it to its full. I'm not saying I do that every day, right? Mm. There, there's some days you feel like crap or you just feel like blah, or you feel like you're just going through the motions. So I'm not, you know, I'm not up here like carpe diem, you know, every day, you know, standing on the table, you know, pulling the Robin Williams thing. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, no, but I'm going to say, God, this is the day that you've given me. And Lord, I want to, I want to live out to the fullest with my, not just with my job, but with my family, my, you know, my friends. And this is what I get to do today. So I don't really worry about tomorrow, I guess, a whole lot. Okay. And yeah. that's, and that's not weird. Uh, that I don't think. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Because I think about it all the time. Yeah. Like, like if I meet someone new subconsciously, like it's so ingrained okay. subconsciously, I'm just like, well, you could be dead tomorrow. So why would I learn your name? <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. Right. I mean, it's not that extreme all the time. <laughs> it's true. But, but like, we've been coming to this church right. <laughs> for eight months now. I couldn't, I know one person's name. Yeah. Two, maybe. I got gotcha. Besides you and right. your family. Right. And, and, I'm just the whole time, the, like literally, like, and I did that at the last place too. Hmm. Like, took me years to, to just like, like I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm gonna come here. Right. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't I know what you guys are gonna do. I don't right. know what the you know. And I treat everything like that, and don't expect anything to be permanent. Uh-huh. Don't ex, you know? Everything's temporary in my mind. Right. Life is temporary, so screw sure. it. Like, <laughs> like, I, yeah. Th- this way of thinking about not knowing who is do which, which side is doing what, and not knowing the future, and trying to figure all that out constantly, all day, every day is just exhausting. Yeah, it would be exhausting. It is very exhausting. Yeah. So I guess and I, when writing these questions, I realized I do that all the time, and I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> I wouldn't want to either, bro. It's, it is exhausting. It's really hard. Yeah, and so you know, without psychoanalyzing you on the podcast, um, <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I guess the things for me, it's like, and I do think that we, I do think some of this changes as we grow, as we get older, but. You know, the sense of like, all right, I'm not worried quite as much about tomorrow, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but it's not that we don't plan, right? I mean, we make we make plans. Right. We make plans for tomorrow and, you know, and... See, and I don't do that. Mm. I don't make plans. I like, gotcha. Everyone around me makes the plans and I go, well, we'll see if that happens. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Literally. That's how I operate. I gotcha. Because of this way I think. I gotcha. I, I have no plans. There are no plans in my life <laughs> other than plans that other people have for me. I get told the plans mm. and and maybe <laughs> something could happen before Saturday. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on up there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, it's so interesting. Um, yeah, it's so interesting. Because I just, I guess, like, every day it's like, all right, let's do this thing today, you know? And and I and I guess I do make plans in the sense of, like, all right, like, 
you know, I, I schedule out my week pretty consistently every week. And, and I, uh, and even like when I changed it up a bit, like I did this week, like even the day we're recording is just different than when we normally record. I move things around to, mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, adjust for that. And so I make plans and I mean, you know, we're, you know, you know, I, I think that the fact that, you know, we're, yeah, like we're making plans, but it's also just like today, like, man, I want to, Whatever I can do today, man, I'm throwing myself fully into it. And I just, I don't worry about, if I meet someone new, I'm like, hey, like I, this is, what I guess, what's interesting. I meet someone new, I'm like, they could be my new best friend. <laughs> right? Like, that's what I think. I think, oh, th- this could become a good friend. Or this could be someone I would be really interested to get to know and hear their story. That's that's how I think about people when I meet them. <laughs> it's not how I think about <laughs> Yeah. Like even every time before we do this podcast, which is why I was wanting to get to this so bad because I was like, <laughs> I was like, maybe we don't even have a podcast anymore. Right. Did, did I just cross the line? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Guess I'm not gonna do any sort of anything, you know. And and I mean, I, there were literally thoughts mm. I had yesterday of, well, what else do I have going for me if? If we're not doing this thing anymore, like, because I didn't know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like literally. Wow. Yeah. Like, I I think I'm still funny so I can go (laughs) say stuff on stage (laughs) and do that. Right. But you know, and I can work, but who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Joseph lives with, Four other people at any point, any of those people could could have a serious life problem, and they have you know next week, right? Sure, you know huge medical problem. The only place to do it is in Arizona or somewhere, and we have to move there. That could happen <laughs> next week. Sure, I think about these things, I gotcha. and then no podcast. Right. <laughs> I mean, we'd figure out how to do it through on Zoom Skype or whatever, or whatever but, right? But completely life altering, whatever. Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, are you, are you like, are you like worst case scenario person? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. No, I'm not a worst case scenario person. I'm an any case scenario person. <laughs> but I think I get pushed into worst case scenario because everyone else is is like best case scenario all the time. <laughs> Stuff's going to be great. We're going to go on vacation. I'm like, maybe. (laughs) I'll know if we're going on vacation when we're on vacation. (laughs) Oh, my. Wow. Yeah, like, okay. And I get that. Like, I get the sense of, like, um, I I have this pastor friend. And anytime I see him and, like, we're... We're leaving. I'll say I'm supposed to see him again in our week. I'll say I'll see you next week, and he'll say, "Lord willing, right?" Yeah. And and but he doesn't mean that in like a fatalist <laughs> like perspective. He just means only really the Lord knows, right? If we're but gonna re- really right. see each other next week, but we're gonna plan on it as if we are. We're right. gonna go. And so I guess my thought is the same thing. Like, well, Lord willing, you know. But we're going to keep planning and doing and going for it as hard as we can until, you know, and we'll see what, we'll see what actually happens. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and if it's not the Lord's will for 
this to happen next week. Cool. We'll see what he has in store. And we'll just keep, you know, like, so I guess I just, and, and, you know, and I have been uh, labeled as someone whose, you know, cup is not just like half full, but like overflowing, mm-hmm. you know, um, I know I can be an optimist to, to a very high degree, but overflowing with what though? Maybe it's poison <laughs> and you don't want it to be that full. No, man, just water, bro. Just water, just life given H2O. That's it. So, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I guess, yeah, I'm looking at it going, yeah, let's just see what God has. And so, this, but I understand how this ties into the idea for you of, well, what's it's almost like you're caught in limbo, yeah. Because God, if you determine this, it's going to happen. Right. One way or the other. Right. Or maybe Satan has determined this, so maybe it'll happen anyway that way. I don't know. And so I, I see where you're kind of caught in that space. And, and that's why I hope being freed from the idea of God's determinism would be helpful. Right. And know, okay, God has predestined things for me, which are good. He's got plans for me, right, which are good. He's got a future and a hope for me, which is good. And, and so therefore I will, you know, and he knows, and he does know what we're going to end up doing or not, but I know he's got good things planned for me. I know that. And it doesn't mean I don't go through hard things. It doesn't mean I go, don't go through challenges because we all do. And, but at the same time, God, you, you know, getting back to that, you know, Romans eight passage, you do work out all things for good, Lord, for those who love you and are called according to your purposes. So, you know, hey, I, I will trust you, Lord, in that. And in the midst of it, I'm just going to, I'm going for it, man. Okay, well, I think I know a little bit more <laughs> about this topic than I did before. Mm-hmm. But I may need to hope that I have more time to consider it in the future. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Unless something happens. <laughs> and everything goes completely and off the rails. Goes according to plan. <laughs> because yeah. this whole time I've been, you know, like while we've been talking about it, I'm saying this in a in a funny way, but it actually does like affect me i think sure it really does sure it would have to and so that's why th- i wanted to get to this so badly because right. because this whole <laughs> all day yesterday was me experiencing mm. what i experience all the time with everything because of what i put in the notes <laughs> right instead of just being like all right, because I guess the way I would have approached it, right? And, and so for those that don't know, Nate creates the, the questions, right? So you create the questions. We discuss the topics, but you create the questions. And so if I was the one creating the questions, I would just create the questions. Like, Lord, all right, this is, this is what we're doing. It's what we feel called to do at the moment. So I'm going to write these questions. And I'm not going to think – I mean, I, I'm thinking about the topics – Right, but I'm just gonna embrace it as in, oh, this is Lord, this is what you have for me in this season of my life. I'm doing this. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And you're not really approaching it that way, no. And and I go, man, that stinks because <laughs> there's a lack of joy there for me. 
There would be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, like, no, I said that earlier. Like, I don't enjoy anything. Yeah. Because <laughs> nothing's nothing's good or bad or anything. Because wow, I don't know why. I just don't know why it's happening. Yeah. So what if what if you were just like God? I just you know like in other words, I know it's not gonna this leap's not gonna happen like today maybe, but what if it did? Like the idea of going, okay, God, like. I trust that you put me here in this time, in this space, this place for a reason. I'm, I'm the, you know, I'm the right person at the right time in this place to do, to be doing this. And I don't get to that point. I wouldn't get to that point. You need to say, get, God, I know that you're, no, I wouldn't even get there. Cause I don't we need you to get there. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like to know, Hey God, this is what you've called me to do. Right. This is God is what you've, this this is what you've allowed me to do and or, and or open the door for me to do. Therefore, I'm going to do this and as unto you. And doing things as unto the Lord is also with joy, right? So, because it's joyful to do things unto the Lord. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, all right, I have, a, I have another question then. All right. So this is me questioning Nate now. Um. Do you ever think about the fact that there is pleasure and joy to be found in God? I do, but the problem is I don't necessarily know 100% what is in God when life mm. is happening. Okay. So that's the problem. I got gotcha. you. But that like that may not be necessarily how I feel. Mm-hmm. But my brain is thinking that. Okay. Like that's when you just asked me that, that's where my brain went. Mm-hmm. And so that's what my life ends up being, mm. not the joy part. I got My you. life ends up being me thinking, well, well, what even is like everything uh-huh. that just went on in my head is what I'm doing all the time. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And I'm wondering, you know, so for me, it's just a, like, what if it was just boiled down to something so simple? Like I'm his child. Yeah. And therefore, as his child, I can have joy in the fact that I know him and he knows me. Sure. And as his child, there's pleasure in doing things with him. Not just for him, but with him. How do I know I'm doing something with him? All right. If you are... Let's remove like the spiritual stuff, okay? Okay. Because I think those are the easy ones, right? Right. So removing like reading the Bible or going to church, remove the spiritual mm-hmm. stuff, which obviously those would be, you would know, right? right? All right. So I am I am in my car driving to work to support my family. Mm-hmm. I'm with God. Why would you think that? Why would he not be there? Because he's God and can do whatever he wants, and maybe he's not. Yeah, he's God and can do whatever he wants, but isn't he always with us? Sure. Okay. Right. So he's with me, even as I'm going to work, mm-hmm. even if I'm going to the most mundane job of the world, mm-hmm. he's with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what I'm saying is that alone can be joy. Okay. And because he's just with me. Mm-hmm. And I also know according to Thessalonians, that if we don't work, we don't eat. That's kind of like a correlation God makes. Right. Okay. So I know that he wants us to work, in other words, is what I'm getting to. Mm -hmm. And not just from Thessalonians, but from the very beginning, when we were created in the image of God, 
we were to to work mm-hmm. in the garden, okay? And so I know that work has always been a part of God's call and purpose for me. So therefore, when I'm doing work, again, whether it seems mundane or not, I actually can have joy because he's with me. And there's a benefit, hopefully, of I'm doing it for the sake of like, like, you know, for me, when I'm working, I can do it for the sake of family. Right. So as well, like Mm -hmm. I'm helping to provide for them. But yeah, I'm doing I'm doing it and the Lord can be with me. So even in the most mundane things. Okay, what's your point? My point is that that is joy enough that that God's with me. That God is with me. Uh huh. So are you saying that that since I have that joy enough that I shouldn't be worried about anything else that's happening? That I shouldn't be worried about anything that's going to come tomorrow or not come tomorrow? That I should feel joyful enough in the moment because God's with me all the time that I'm doing whatever I can to make more joy happen later. Or let me me rephrase it this way. Okay. I don't want to just hinge on the idea of joy. Okay. Okay. Um, So let me, I I guess what I'm getting to is like a sense of like, of, 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 of joy, of, of pleasure. I think those things are found when we're, and we said earlier in God, what does in God mean? And I guess I'm just like, well, that means just that I'm with him, that I'm abiding in him, that I'm doing the best that I know how to follow him. And so in doing the best that I know how to follow him, whether that's driving to work, whether that is, you know, hanging out with my kids, whatever it is, just, or doing work that, that, that I'm doing that, like just in those things, and that God is, that I can know that God is with me and that I am in him and that he is in me. That there is peace, that there is a joy, that there is a fulfillment. And I'm not saying every day is like rainbows and, you know, sunshine all day long, right? I'm not mm. saying that every day, like there's days that are hard. There's days where I cry. There's days that are difficult. There's days that are tough. And so it's not just that it's like, yay, yay, you know, happy. But what I'm saying is like, but if, what if God, if I know God's also with me in the really hard things too? Mm -hmm. Like, so not just in the mundane and not just in the good, but also in the hard that God's with me in there as well. And that even in the things that we're going, God, why are you allowing this to happen? Right. But I know God that you're with me. And I know, God, that you're near me, and I know, God, that you'll take care of me, and that you will, by take care of me, I mean that, that you, you know, all of my emotions, you know, all that, you know, all that I need, and that, God, you will meet, you will ultimately meet those needs for me. When we're dead. I don't think it's just when we're dead, no. <laughs> I don't think it's just when we're dead. Yeah. I think eternal life, right, for every one of us begins now, Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it already started. Yeah, or the sense of like, so scripture talks about how eternal life is this, you know, to know God and the one who sent him, or to know Jesus and the one who sent him. Um, And so the idea is that I know God. And so because I'm born again, eternal life has begun in me. And because of that, there is joy and there is peace and there is comfort and there's a realization that God and his presence is with me. 
in every in every season of my life. And here's the crazy part: even when we even when we're just messing it up, screwing it up, just botching it up completely, like I'm free willing. Yeah, insane. my own destruction. Correct. Okay. Even in the midst of that, God is still there and desiring to pull us out of that. Desiring, or He wants us to come out of that. Desiring to allow us, you know, right, His desire is that we would open ourselves up to Him and say, "God, I need help. God, rescue me from this. God, deliver me from this. God, would you, you know, God?" <laughs> Sometimes we just don't even know what else to say, and. Just the fact that he is there in the midst of it that, you know, earlier in, an, in several episodes ago, we talked about that, you know, we can't be afraid of sin, right? Mm-hmm. And the way we interact with people. And God is the same exact way. Like God has already dealt with all that sin. So when we're in the midst of all of the junk and the stuff and botching it up, God doesn't have to run away from it because he's already died for it. And so he can be present right there with it and saying, because he's already died for it. There's already forgiveness to be had if we would just simply come to him. There's already deliverance to be had if we simply come to him. So neither does God have to. I think sometimes we picture like, oh, we're really messing up. God wants to have nothing to do with us. And what I'm saying is God still doesn't mind coming close to us to to say, I've already died for that. Ask for forgiveness. We're good. And so therefore, in the midst of every season of life, God can be there. And whether whether God calls things to happen or Satan calls things to happen or people calls things to happen, I don't know those answers to every single question, but God, I know you're present and you're near because that is ultimately your promise to me. Like God's ultimate promise to his people is that He's that he will be with them. From the old covenant to the new covenant, that has been his consistent promise. I am your God, you're my people, and I will be with you. This is covenant promise in every covenant. And so the covenant that we have with God now, the relationship we have with God now, that's his ultimate promise to us, is that he will be with us. And to me, that's what changes, I guess, everything. That's why I can go into every day and go, God, I really do want to get my all today for you because you're with me, right? Like, you know, Matthew 6, I go into the quiet place, it says, and he's already there, like waiting for me to go pray and talk to him. And so in everything I do, I'm going out, I'm making disciples, Matthew 28, you know, go and make disciples. Why? I'm and, and he not just said, go and make disciples. And then at the very end, he says, because I am with you always, right? Everything that is built around God being with us. And so therefore, whether God has predetermined it, predestined it, foreknew it, I just go, but God, you're with me. That's, a, that's ultimately enough for every season of life. That's enough. All right. That was really preachy, wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry about that. No, it was good. That's that's kind of, that's, that's kind of how I feel ultimately, <laughs> out of the core of my being. I guess I don't overanalyze it all that much. Maybe the thing too. Mm-hmm. Like, I know God that you never determined evil for me. Therefore, God, I'm going to trust you whether the season is hard or not. Even if I'm yelling at you or not, even if I am joyful in you or not, I, I know you're with me and that's enough to get through this. When you said that you are more comfortable now than you used to be when you were younger, mm-hmm. I think that that stuck out the most mm. because it seems like you are you have spent a little more time dealing with a little more things than I have, mm-hmm. and 
just I guess are less worried about about life changing as much. Yeah. Okay. And and maybe some of that's just because I've been through enough life changes, right? right? And life experiences to where you're left at the end of the day going, God, all I got left is you. Right. Right. Whether that be my health, my finances, my call, my career, my, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. my family, like. (laughs) But then it's like what you do with that information going forward. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So all I have is you. So let's go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Well, this has been the When I Heard This Podcast. You can find the podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Rumble. You can follow updates on the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast. Go to Patreon, $5, like all the buttons, click all the things, not the down thumb. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinsoff, and you can follow Joseph on Instagram at Rev Joe T. This has been the one I heard this podcast, and we will see you guys next time. Bye.